Please sit down before reading this review. Audience, please make sure you are seated before continuing listening. I'll pause for a moment to make sure that's happening. This review contains accounts of witchcraft and occult behavior. And David S. will not be held accountable for any injury obtained while reading this review. And David S., I agree with you. I am not going to be held accountable for any injury obtained for those listening of me reading your review. Had I not witnessed the Davis Circus of Illusion with my own eyes, I would not be able to tell you about it. The Davis Circus of Illusion is a group of three people headed by magician Craig Davis. I put magician in quotes because, of course, I'm a grown, educated man and do not believe in magic. I do, of course, believe in witchcraft which is more how I would describe the events of this evening. As Davis and his associates perform unnatural feats, he is accompanied by his wife, Mrs. Davis, and a belly dancer who goes by the name of Mirika. Davis Circus of Illusion is in a great location, right up the general Scottsdale vicinity. So go eat dinner someplace close and then come here. If you're a member of a family, bring your entire family. Wait a minute. If you're a member of a family, I'm pretty sure everybody is a member of a family. You had to have come out of your mother in order to be placed on this earth, making you a member of some bond of family. So I think Davis just suggests bring in your family. Let's continue. If you're courting a young lady, you may also bring her here. Just young ladies. Just only court the young ones and bring them to this location. Everyone else you're courting, take them somewhere else. But David also has advice for those that are party of one. If you're alone, you will be allowed admittance, but probably looked upon with curiosity. Which one do you think David S. was? Do you think... He brought a family member? Do you think he brought a young lady he was courting? Or do you think he was the one that came alone and was looked upon with curiosity? All right, here's how to dress, guys. That way you know. Dress is casual but classy. Imagine what you should be wearing while witnessing occult behavior. Because that happens every day. I know every time that I go shopping, I'm like, oh my gosh, let me go to the occult behavior section. The event takes place at a joint called Cattle Track, which has a building that serves as a kind of gallery stage. I do not know if there are any cattle there, so please stop asking. Before the show, Davis was talking with some of the earlier arrivals, his presence tempting them to inquire about the dark arts. What is this, Harry Potter? I did not listen in on their conversation, but I can only imagine he was describing to them the cursed acts he had to commit to obtain his power. Yes, because this magical man had to do something in order to gain these special powers. As the showtime drew near, he demonstrated his abilities by reading a man's mind. 
Upon seeing this, I quickly focused my thoughts, locking away the secrets within my mind that Davis might have otherwise been able to gain access to. I suggest you take this precaution at a time. Wow, so smart, David. So all of those secrets, all of those mysteries, you're going to make sure to keep them locked away. Just leave them at home, actually. Just leave them at home. Just leave them in the safe. Leave them with the kids. Leave them with the young men that you're courting because you can't bring them. Only the courting young ladies you can bring. So leave them behind with the the young men. That way you are prepared for this because Davis is a mind reader. The show began with Mrs. Davis singing a few songs. She got a pretty good set of pipes on her. But I was there for the occult. Davis retook the stage and almost immediately summoned his belly dancer from some astral plane. Where did she come from? I'm imagining just appearing out of nowhere. Like this space module just appeared and a bright light shined and all of a sudden like I dream a genie. Here comes the belly dancer. And then a bird which proceeded to stare me down for half of the show with his beady black eyes, came down. After having summoned his minions, Davis now conjured up dark magics for a freaking hour and a half, breaking things, making them whole again, reading more people's minds, putting a lady in a box, and then trying to crush her with drawers, all kinds of madness. He had an assistant get in a box, Then he collapsed the box, and the woman was still alive inside, even though there was only room for, like, her arms and her head. Everything else was just smashed. Then what does he do? Freaking heals her. Somehow, he makes a new body for her, and she's still alive. Wow, that imagery. I just got that illusion in my head. How does does he do this? Oh, my wife was all, that's just larger than it looks. She probably has extra room in there. But I know what I saw. Ha, mirrors. People always use mirrors to explain witchcraft when the truth is far more deadly. Wow, that sentence. So we learned that he brought his wife along with him. And he has a little bit of entertainment. And he also doesn't believe in that smoke and mirror effect. Ha, <laughs> ha. Not only is Davis a practitioner of witchcraft, but he also juggles, which I find to be an odd combination. He is apparently one of the only few people in the world who can juggle seven things at once. One of the only few people in the world? Wow. That seems like an untapped market. Anyone listening here who knows how to juggle? I know there are probably four people listening that know how to juggle it. You can probably juggle three or four things challenge yourself this week focus on that fifth juggle focus on that fourth or fifth juggle add it in the challenge add in the challenge new year's resolution there are only a handful of seven jugglers out there you're hearing it right now on the yelp podcast you can be a part of the magical world davis is in okay back to the review so he's juggling like actually all seven things in the air at the same time I saw him do it. And if you told me that no other human being on earth could juggle seven things at once, I'd believe you. It's pretty nuts. Anyway, the show was like two hours. 
And thank God he didn't try to use any of his witchcraft on me and the birds stayed away from me or I would have gone nuts. Should you go see the Davis Circus of Illusion? Only if you are stout of mind and heart and not fearful of mind-bending illusions and inexplicable acts of unworldly magic. If you're okay with that, then yeah, you should probably go. That was a great start to today's episode. You are listening to your everyday lessons from the public. And my name is Britt. All right, today's episode is going to be featuring a lot of entertaining places you can go to here in the Valley of the Sun. Next, we're going to talk about some places you can take your kids. All right, let's start off with Chuck E. Cheese. Everybody knows that insane, crazy mouse. Let's be clear. Those yahoos who go to write a review with the intention to go here for pizza only and leave a bad review are just ridiculous. Let's be clear here. There's no such thing as bad pizza. Have you ever had bad pizza before? No. Last time I saw a Chuck E. Cheese commercial was actually advertising pizza, breadsticks, and sodas for the whole family, like a dinner. Like that's, that's what they're known for. Continuing on, Chuck E. Cheese is a place for games, entertainment, and pizza. So if that's one of the three things that they're known for, They should be good at it. This couple took their daughter, a couple of friends. They almost went to PP, another local facility. So glad they didn't. They enjoyed more of the CEC better. But they end by saying, by far way above our expectations. The kids had a fabulous time. Give this place a chance. If you're a large group, please call in advance. So give the pizza a chance. I think that's what they're saying. Give the pizza a chance. Hey guys, we're going to head on over to Castles and Coasters for a little bit of team night activities. Sounds exciting, right? This just went from great to not so great. Let's hear about Alan's experience that he had at Castles and Coasters. I didn't think this place could have gotten any worse, but I was wrong. I rode the main roller coaster and it was slow enough to be able to stay and go again but some little kid busted his head open in the back cart and bled everywhere what I don't understand this first part of the sentence but the second part I was like what I rode the main roller coaster and it was slow enough to be able to stay and go again like you could stay on the ride and go again or it was slow enough that You felt like not scared enough that you could go again. Or like when you're in line at SeaWorld and there's no one else in line. So they let you stay on the ride and go again. I'm just really confused. But some little kid busted his head. So it wasn't that slow. And there was blood everywhere. I feel like there should have been so much more detail after that. I want to know what happened to the kid. Is he okay? Did they call the ambulance? Did they call the paramedics? Did they shut the ride down? Just so many questions, Alan, and no one responded. And this was back in 2014, so I wonder if he still remembers. 
Continuing, he says the go-karts are poorly managed and are slow. The arcade is dirty and smells like years of dried up sweat and dust. The park doesn't mention anywhere the ride closes at 11 despite the website. They say they close at midnight. But if you are going to be staying there later, the only things that stay open are the mini golf and the arcade past 11. That still sounds like a good time in my book. Alan gave this place a one star review for their slow rides and their bad smells. But I think it deserved at least three stars. Any place you get to see blood definitely deserves three stars at least. Let's head on over to a dinner detective murder mystery dinner show. That's dinner twice, so you must be eating a lot here. With Lindsay H. She gave this three stars. We had fun at this show. Although it would have been more fun with a large group. Okay, so she gave it three stars because she had fun, but she didn't give it the remainder two out of the total five stars that she could have given it because she would have wished to have gone with a larger group. But now she's encountering the group that is at this show, and let's see how she experiences that. We were placed at a large table with a nice family, except for the racist dad. I'm confused because I'm looking at Lindsay H's picture right here, and she's young, white, blonde. This racist dad, is it racist towards her? They had their inside jokes and kept talking over my husband and I. Thus difficult to have a conversation with this setup. What is going on? If it's a dinner show and a mystery theater and you have this group involved, wouldn't you said it would have been more fun if the group involved wouldn't have been racist? I'm confused here, Lindsay. Continue on, please. Our backs were also into the action in the middle of the banquet hall. It was a bit disorganized at the check-in table as well. No one told us to do a name tag until we were called out and embarrassed for not doing so. Then, we didn't know that you were supposed to give yourself a fake funny name and just wrote down our own names. Lame. Why would you want to give yourself a fake funny name? The storyline was pretty cheesy, but I appreciated the audience participation, with the exception of the icebreaker-esque activity going around to interview other guests. The food was meh, and we did wish there was a drink other than water or coffee provided. In her title, she uses dinner twice, but the food was only meh. And a dinner show with no alcohol? But the last sentence is cash bar. So if you know there was a cash bar, why don't you just have a couple drinks, Lindsay? If you know that this experience was gonna be a little bit more enhanced, she goes on to say, booze helps ease the slight cheesiness. The staff was friendly, and the lead female detective was very funny and great with an impromptu comedy. I wonder if she commented on the racist dad. Don't think this would have been worth full price, but we had a great group on for the adventure. So you got a group on. The first part of that word is group, and you're negged out because you didn't go with a large group. Sounds like your own fault, Lindsay. Everyone was casual, business, casual. So twice the casual, once the business. And it would not be a child-friendly show. It really seems like Lindsay was the butt of this Yelp review. She was the reason it was a three out of a five star, not the particular dinner theater. I mean, you had everything. You had the comedy from the racist dad. 
You had the alcohol if you wanted it. There's an audience. This sounds amazing. All right, we're going to finish off today's episode by doing some sport activities in the valley. All right? We're going to take it into two of some unusual sports, but lots of snowbirds are in town, so these are two places you'll definitely be checking out. Let's head over to Top Golf first. This one is all about the puns, so I definitely had to pick this one out. It starts off by saying, it's in the hole. Interestingly, no one in our group uttered these words during our visit to Top Golf in Scottsdale. Our office gathered at this talking stick destination for an early holiday celebration last week. Regardless of ability, this facility offers a unique take on the typical driving range. Gross! So he's using an it's-in-the-hole sexual reference about an office outing? Christopher B., I don't know what's creepier, the first paragraph or your Yelp photo. I've played many traditional driving ranges. I've also visited multi-deck ranges. In spite of this, I'm not much of a golfer. Then what does it require to be a golfer? You're hitting up the driving ranges. You're even experienced in the multi-deck bays. But you're not much of a golfer. It doesn't matter because what Top Golf offers clearly appeals to everyone from the novice to much more avid golfers. Sure, you can just step up and just crush the ball all day. Unlike the more traditional driving ranges where distance is all that matters, this range offers a variety of targets and automated scoring. Points are scored when your ball lands in one of the oversized holes below. The closer to the flag, the more points you score. Lower score is out of the window. How wonderfully ungolf-like. Ungolf-like. Chris, you just made that word up. Besides the beautiful setting and the amazing facility, the kitchen can produce some very tasty items. I wonder if he got ball-shaped appetizers. Our group played off three teas and a nice assortment of snacks and desserts were provided nearby. Three teas. His group played off of the tripod over here. The only flaw from our outing came as dusk, as our time was winding down. Those of us still swinging and hacking away quickly realized how difficult it is to track a golf ball as daylight fades. Oh, Chris, only you would notice how difficult it is to see those balls as the sunlight is going down. Top Golf is a unique venue for group activities as well as individuals. I'm happy to have been introduced to this range because after years of working on my short game at a miniature golf course, I feel compelled to bring my sons out here for an afternoon. Who knows, we may even see the Dalai Lama. Why? Why on earth would the Dalai Lama want to go to the Top Golf in Scottsdale? All right, listeners, you've been forewarned by Christopher. Get it? Four? No? Okay. All right, let's finish this last one here with a just quick little rundown of Lucky Strike Bowling Center right down the street here in downtown Phoenix. From Jason O. Thanks, Jason. We appreciate the quickness. 
Unlike Biggie Smalls, this place went from classy to ashy. Used to be a decent, classy, fun. However, menu keeps changing, and the other night, the management was awful and the lanes broke down. Manager told a friend, go back to L.A. with those earrings, after requesting compensation for broken lanes. I think he was trying to be funny, but swing and miss. The food is pricey, and worst of all, the beer was warm, real warm. This was a great combination for some magnesium citrate and the toilet, both real and metaphorically. So Jason from L.A. apparently has some IBS that gets activated when he gets warm beer because most people out there, when they drink warm alcohol, they just get drunk quicker. I want to see what these earrings look like. And the next time I think Biggie Smalls, I'm definitely going to think ashy to classy. I don't know why those two combinations just didn't ever align in my world until now, Jason. That just makes so much sense. I feel like every morning I go from ashy to classy. That's just what happens when you live here in the desert, you know? Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Do me a favor. Make sure that you go and like and subscribe and share and thumbs up and do everything that you can to promote this to your friends and your family. I've definitely got a lot of amazing feedback from everyone. I want to take this time and say thank you so much for listening. Keep the feedback coming in. Keep the reviews going out. And until next time, 